0: oh well, that would explain it yeah <laughs> well that was terrible i don't know anything about micromophones um what what's wrong saying?
1: with this microphone it's off dad
0: story of my life
1: um what was i saying it was very good the play was what play the 12th, 12th night
0: titus andronicus
1: um what <laughs>
0: was it titus andronicus no no oh.
1: it was 12th night by shakespeare
0: oh 12th night by shakespeare yeah he's a famous guy
1: Nah, I don't think so.
0: Uh, so you like Twelfth Night, huh?
1: Yeah, I did. It was very funny.
0: Did you get to watch any like adaptations of it, or we're
1: watching um, the movie in class right now?
0: You know, what we are not watching in class right now. Le belle, le bed, le belle, La bed. La <laughs> not
1: yet, anyways. Uh,
0: not yet. Uh, but we we figured out. We realized that you and I did not do an intro for this episode. Nope. It's not like us to forget something. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, it had been a while since we had recorded like an ef- like watched an episode like. It had been a while, mm-hmm. so we were a little off of our game.
1: Watched an episode. <laughs> we
0: watched watched a movie for an episode, uh, but we did watch the movie. We did. And what did we watch?
1: La Belle, la bet? What is it called?
0: I don't know. You're not talking very loudly. Your <laughs> can't hear you. Beauty and the Beast in la, French. La Belle, la Belle, et la Belle, la Belle, la Belle. La belle, la belle, la belle, la belle uh 1946 mm-hmm. beauty and the beast mm-hmm. um by the man jean cocteau French uh, man the french man jean cocteau uh so was we this didn't... movie in french yes it was in French. yes okay it was a subtitle i couldn't um,
1: remember off the top of my head
0: one thing uh that we didn't talk about so like let's see i don't know can we roll back can we do this can we say like what were your thoughts going into this movie we haven't
1: even done our intro yet
0: i know but what i'm, I'm pretending like what what would you have said in the intro if we had done a little lead into this like, what were your...
1: Literally everything I've said anytime time, we talked about it.
0: What, what, which I is... don't want
1: to... I'm not... I'm not...
0: You weren't into it. I wasn't into you it. You were not into it. Um, I would have said, and made note that I had last seen this. I think I may have mentioned this in the episode. I don't remember. <laughs> I would have mentioned that uh, I had seen this in college, but I had not seen it since, that I went to school in Santa Fe, New Mexico, where there is a Jean Cocteau theater. Uh, and there is still a Jean Cocteau theater. And I believe the Jean Cocteau theater is now owned by... Oh, God, please don't prove me wrong. Um, I believe the Jean Cocteau Theater is now owned by uh, Drum George R.R. R. Martin. Uh, the one in Santa Fe. So if you go to Santa Fe, there are, there's, yep, it is owned by George R.R. R. Martin. Uh, so if you go to Santa Fe, there's a chance you could run into the author of uh, The Game of Thrones. and <laughs> Why? That one short story that we read, The Sand King's
1: was a good story
0: remember the story of the sand kings
1: that was such a good story
0: it's a good short story if you guys get your chance get your hands on uh the weird by uh by uh jeff and ann vandermeer yeah this the short story of the sand kings is in there it is
1: a it's it's a wild ride but not it's a very, very good.
0: good um tv adaptation of it though <laughs> bow bridges very strange very different but i believe the tv adaptation was also written by george rr R. martin because he was a television writer at the time that was kind of what he was Known for, I like the short story.
1: We never finished the TV adaptation.
0: Yeah, I kind of lost interest in it. I, I think we all did. It. I saw it when it first aired <laughs> back in the day, uh, but we are not talking about that. Instead, we were talking about Jean Cocteau's La Belle et la Bête, uh, known to, known to, to English speakers as Beauty, Beauty and, the, and Beast. the Beast, and it is, <laughs> it is about Beauty and the Beast. So let's just—it's a, a weirder version of. Let's it. let's kick off this episode of of our show by. Throw into the theme song. Here we go. And theme song. Welcome back. I'm Phil. And I'm Ollie. And it's it's Del Del Toro time. time. It's Del Toro time. And we are discussing a movie that we just heard about. You heard about it.
1: (laughs) We're not going to lie to you. We didn't record an intro. It's fine.
0: We did not record an intro. uh, But uh, we did... Uh, we did watch *Beauty and the Beast* for real. And wow, this is, really! And this is one of those movies where it's like, I wonder what Guillermo del Toro thought about. It, no, it's like right there on the screen. Mm-hmm. Like the Guillermo del Toro was influenced by this movie
1: in a few ways, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> he just he he. All of his movies are just a recreation of this one.
0: Yeah, and uh, more or less. Uh, there is an element of this movie in every single thing he did. I would, Yep. Mm-hmm. yeah, I'd say everything he does has at least a little bit of this.
1: You know, the Abe Sapien and the um elven woman yep there's there we go there
0: you go right there uh, obsession with uh parentage and the sins of the parents played out in the, sin- in the lives of the children
1: and a relatively human woman falling in love with a creature that is obviously not human
0: and giant castles and uh-huh. uh, other like descending into the other world the fairy realm well on display here. Uh, I'm
1: so excited to talk about fairies again.
0: And even into the this the very notion that this was not the product of one mind. This was a collaboration of many amazing artists under the under the guidance of one person just like Guillermo del Toro creates his his uh, films. And also the whole idea of like taking the taking the structure of a fairy tale and making a movie for adults out of it. Just all kinds of stuff. You can see that in Troll Hunters. You can see that in everything he does. In Hellboy, it's all right there. Uh, so in um,
1: what should call it, "Don't Be Afraid of the Dark."
0: Yeah, yeah, like anything. everything. It's just anything he does. Everything he does. Touched by uh, Beauty and the Beast, a very influential film on his life and career. And the hands. What's really cool about this, though, is that like even if the audience hasn't seen this version of it, um, if you've seen the Beauty and the Beast that was done by Disney, you more or less know the story. Like it's – I'd say like 70% of this movie was copied for Disney's Beauty and the Beast.
1: Well, like, I mean, yeah, it's the same story.
0: The same basic like, – Yeah. Even like even like, there's like the Gaston character from Beauty and the Beast kind of is based on a couple of characters from this. Like, Just so you know, if you haven't seen Jean Cocteau's Beauty and the Beast, you won't be lost in this discussion. You You know the ins and outs of it. But there's enough differences to make it not only its own thing from the story you kind of think you know, but also its own thing – From the stories it's based on, like Jean Cocteau went in some directions with this. He just mushed
1: Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, and, like, dark stuff together. But he
0: also, like, changed enough of it to make it different. It's not the story of a prince who is turned into a beast for being a jerk, and then how he's saved by, like, beauties like love. It's a story of, like, you mentioned this, like... Humans transgressing on the fairy realm and how that affects their reality, and then at the end we get this awesome payoff that's nothing like we were expecting. Like I didn't remember any of this from when I saw it twenty five or so years ago. <laughs> like it's this. I was like, oh, this oh. is
1: this is the movie that I'm gonna show my roommates the first night I meet them. <laughs> Just this is all you need to know. That's it.
0: <laughs> it's a it, uh, my first question for you though is. Did it exceed your expectations?
1: Yes. Well, my expectations were
0: pretty low. <laughs> so was this? Was this? I
1: thought it was amazing.
0: Was this at all like what you were expecting? No. Like, what were, so you you just thought it was like going to be what, like sort of a a dull fairy tale movie? Yeah. I mean, no. The cat's here. The beast is here. What do you have to say, beast? Beast. Now be gone. So uh, you didn't think it was going to be like what dull or. It's okay. Lily can scream.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I knew that it wouldn't be a doll fairy tale movie because why would that be on Del Toro's list uh, yeah. of influences? Hi, Lily. You're sniffing my foot and it's tickle like me. <laughs> um, but I wasn't expecting much because I mean, the Raven is on his list of influences. Yeah,
0: yeah, I can see where that that would probably. Well, just a little background. I'm not going to go into this too much because I'm by no means like a, a John Cocteau expert. But uh, just so just so that you know. Jean Cocteau was a was an artist uh, in the early 20th century and not like if you ask like anyone who is Jean Cocteau people will tell you oh he's a famous novelist or oh he was a famous poet or oh he was a famous visual artist or oh he was a famous playwright or oh he was a famous filmmaker like everyone knows Jean Cocteau Jean Cocteau dabbled in everything and runs in every circle but he was amazing at everything was also the thing Like, like oh no he was very famous for everything he was one of those quote unquote artists. you're like oh like he just he was an artist and he had to express himself he he hung out with famous artists at the time like he just he ran in all kinds of circles is he
1: like the lin-manuel miranda of
0: a little bit i mean he's a little more highbrow than lin-manuel miranda because he was really experimenting uh with the form he he was part of the like the french kind of the beginning of the french new wave like really pushing the boundaries of this art also the post-war like the world is kind of meaningless and we're trying to find new meaning and what was really cool though is that uh and I want I really want to look at this movie through the a little bit through this lens not too much if we don't want to but a little bit through this lens is uh Jean Cocteau was openly gay at a time when peeps weren't gay like you just didn't talk about it but he wrote this whole book of uh like
1: hello yes I am gay
0: he wrote a novel that was basically autobiographical about like his experiences like being a gay guy and like the guys he slept with and stuff and people were like (laughs) was this you and he was like because he published it anonymously and people were like was this you He's like yes, <laughs> and then he republished it with an intro written by himself. Uh, so yeah, he didn't like he didn't you know like he wasn't like it wasn't like it is today where you could be like out and proud and everyone's like woohoo. But he didn't make any like attempt to hide it. He slept with guys. He lived with guys. He had he was very open about who he was partners with, and uh, so much so that one of his his longest relationship was with a uh, Jean Marais, and he cast Jean in Beauty and the Beast as. The Beast, and as uh, oh, what was that character's name?
1: The jerk.
0: The jerk. <laughs> the Gaston. Uh, Aven, Avenon. Who? Yeah, kind of. He was kind of the Gaston character.
1: The Gaston is like a mix of her brother and that guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, they kind of combined those two characters. And
1: like the stepsisters.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they kind of made this sort of like Disney made this kind her of like sisters composite evil character out of like sort of these th- none of the character well i guess the stepsisters or the sisters in the La Bella of bat were kind of kind of wicked but
1: uh yeah
0: but the the avenal character he was just initially just trying to like help bell break the curse that she was attached to because like, he
1: thought he was she was bewitched
0: right right and uh but then eventually he like succumbs to like greed i guess was like the weird like and then gets shot by a statue things get very weird uh, in this in this movie but um th- i think it's telling though that he cast his his partner his lover as the beast who's like like don't look at me i'm hideous and also like the 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 beautiful cad like i don't know there's just there's a there's a parallel there that i think is is very telling you know he said i'm making this movie because the war just ended and the world is in turmoil and people need something beautiful to look at and something from their childhood to like escape into so look at this hideous beast well, and, I, and, and i buy that but i also think like yeah, he's an artist and he's like here's the most beautiful man i know look at him and look at him hidden and like appreciate this beautiful man like there's there is a sensuality to this movie that cannot be denied um but regardless uh if you know the story of beauty and the beast you kind of know the story but how does it start well it starts with the way that the
1: original fairy tale starts
0: no it starts with that weird clip of jean cocteau directing the movie and like the clapboard oh yeah you remember that it's like being the beast like (laughs) take three and and then there's like this introduction with like children believe what we tell them oh that's right and he kind of invites you into this movie with open sesame and uh but it's funny because it is that weird thing where it's like we're making a movie like don't worry folks you're in a movie welcome to my movie (laughs) (laughs) and uh quick run now like what are the differences between like the uh the disney version and this
1: well she has sisters
0: Mm -hmm. who are jerks
1: yeah um she has a brother who's not necessarily a jerk at the beginning
0: yeah but he's kind of a layabout
1: yeah he's a he's a whatchamacallit moocher
0: a mooch. yeah
1: um, she has a dad. Well, I mean, no, she lived with her grandfather
0: originally in the D- Disney version, didn't she? No, that was her father. It was? My daughter, Odd. Oh, right. Yeah, he's just extremely old, as Disney fathers are.
1: <laughs> My daughter is only 16. How old are you? 89! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but he's not a, an inventor like Disney makes him. He's yeah. a, he's like a merchant.
1: Yeah. yeah. And then, well, there's, um... Avenal. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Who's, who's, like, courting her and, like, asks her to marry him.
1: And she's like, uh, no.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you get the feeling he's kind of a jerk, he's a little aggressive, but also he hangs out at the house, like, he's friends with her brother.
1: The relationship between the brother and him is really weird to me. Yeah. Because, like, originally the brother is like, you're courting my sister, bam, I'm going to punch you in the face. And then it's just weird, I don't understand. And
0: then they're, like, hanging out, like, they're best pals. Uh, I think it may have to, be, I think it's probably the whole, like, we live in the small t- like village, like... There's no one else. I for wish me they to had hang done the with.
1: original Disney song, bonjour. <laughs> bonjour.
0: Bonjour, "Bonjour, Bonjour, 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 Bonjour." Yeah, Dude. Belle doesn't really like. And she is called Belle in this. She doesn't really stand out as like the Disney turns it on its head and has the whole like she's smarter than everyone else and she's so weird and unusual. But she's just uh she's pretty in this and she's nice. Like she's not mean like her sisters. Yeah, she's a good heart
1: because um they used to be like a rich family yeah and they've fallen on hard times because their father's shipments got lost at sea
0: yeah so like
1: gotta buy insurance
0: on those shipments i know if you were a merchant at the time like and your ships were lost at sea that was it but then he finds out that maybe his ships are coming in
1: so, and so he's like, What do you guys want when we have money? And their sisters are like, I want new dresses and blah blah blah. And Rose, rose I almost called her Rose. This isn't Doctor Who. Bell is like, I just want a single rose. Yeah. And their sisters are like, Look at Belle being so humble.
0: And this is where the brother what a jerk. This is where the brother screwed everything up though, because he like borrowed money against the father's like ships coming in. And then so the ships come in and they're like, Well, you owe all this money now sir so they don't end up with a lot of money and they have to like move out of their house and stuff
1: no they don't move out of their house their stuff gets taken their stuff away. gets uh, yeah because they can't move out of their house because their father gets sick
0: right well that happens later
1: well yeah but that's what original that's that they they don't no I thought what happened was he didn't get the money because all the stuff was gone
0: well it's tied into the brother borrowing against his well
1: yeah the brother owes someone money. Like a lot of money, but the, and he was expecting to get the money from his dad. But since all of his stuff was gone.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. I thought it was more the other direction, but it could be that um, as well. Since
1: all of his stuff was gone, he didn't get the money to pay off the guy in time. So he started taking their stuff.
0: That's, yeah. It's one of the, yeah. He borrows against, so and that's why the stuff gets reposited. That's right. That's right. Yeah. uh Regardless, they end up with nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing in the sense that, like, they have no furniture but i guess not even a
1: table they have a bed
0: they do have a bed because what happens is on his way back from his little venture where he couldn't get any of his money uh he gets lost in the woods Mm -hmm. on his horse not unlike in the disney film
1: yeah so but this time he doesn't have a cart
0: no because he doesn't have a wacky invention
1: yeah um (laughs) What is he even inventing in the Disney
0: movie? Oh wait, is that it? Or okay, now I'm confusing it with the Disney stage play. No, wait, it is the Disney movie? Yeah. In the Disney movie, he has like the wood chopping machine.
1: Right, right. And all of <laughs> his inventions are dangerous.
0: <laughs> yeah. In the stage play, he's like just going on a like a, a an inventor's like excursion because they don't do the big like chopping machine. Oh no. He is going. He doesn't he doesn't ride a horse in the stage play. He rides his machine. That's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. That's the that's the I always forget. That's a, such a stupid. I hate inventor dads. Can I just go on record as saying, like, the inventor dad is, like, my least favorite, like, stupid trope? Because there's... N- I, as- I assume there are inventors in the world, but if, if kids' movies were any indication, like, every every fifth father on the planet is sitting in a basement trying to invent something. I like Doofenshmirtz
1: from uh, Phineas and Ferb, but he's an inventor. father. Yeah, but he's
0: kind of like a, the flip. he They flip that trope and, like, make him, like, the, like... Crazy evil inventor.
1: Who is not necessarily evil.
0: Well, if you get far enough into the lore.
1: <laughs> no, he becomes he becomes good.
0: In the movie, he finds the beast castle and goes inside. Yes. Uh, and he's not greeted by singing and dancing plates, though. No. He's greeted by... Magic doors. And creepy hand. No,
1: he doesn't. He, we have to talk about the doors first. Okay,
0: what happens with the doors?
1: <laughs> the horse doors.
0: The doors. <laughs> <laughs> what happens with the horse doors?
1: Well, he's going into this place, and yeah. these doors open, and he's like, "Kay." For some reason, he's like, yes, horse, you go ahead of me.
0: <laughs> the horse goes to a door. I forgot about that. And then what happens to the horse? Who knows? <laughs> the doors close on the horse. <laughs> the horse doors close. <laughs> The horse doors. The horse is no more. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the horse? We never find out what happened I'm to the horse. I'm assuming it got eaten. Yeah, because things get eaten in this book or movie. This book. <laughs> things do get eaten. There's a lot of food in this. Mm-hmm. And the beast is never seen to eat in this.
1: No. We, assume... we see him drinking water. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and we see dead animal at one point. Uh-huh. But uh, we never see the beast eat. Uh, food is a big part in this. Um... What the fates of animals kind of comes into play, but we never see this horse again. There's another horse, but not I'm this
1: assuming horse. that he just got turned into that other horse.
0: Oh, that's a nice thought, regardless <laughs> uh the father is is told get out no, he runs. He sees the beast. I didn't watch this movie. <laughs> you're missing
1: a part here <laughs> you're missing the part where he walks in uh-huh. with the hands,
0: which one hands?
1: The hands that line the walls that hold the candles.
0: The candle hands. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not just hands. It's full arms.
1: Yeah. Yes. Uh, sticking out of the walls. Right. We don't know. We don't ever find out what those are.
0: There's creepy arms and hands.
1: Um, and he falls asleep there and he stays there. Yeah. Um, there's also
0: a hand at the table holding a lamp.
1: It, it like does gravy for him. Oh, yeah.
0: The, hand, the gravy hand. Uh, there's a lot of disembodied arms and hands. Um, a lot of doors that open and close by themselves and what heads oh yeah and then there's these like stone like on the fireplace there's faces that are and alive. like
1: other statues and such
0: so this is sort of the thing the enchanted castle
1: uh it's really creepy
0: it's not they don't talk they don't sing and dance i wish they did uh you're never given any indication that these were like formerly people it's just this weird old castle,
1: and we don't think they're formerly people because they never get transformed back.
0: And the way that they look, uh, the way that the set looks, so like the village, uh, Belle's village is very like sort of is very naturalistic, mm-hmm. um, and the castle is very ethereal and strange. You don't see the walls a lot; like you only see it's kind of like a, a play set. Uh, like you see only what is necessary to let you know where you are in the area. The rest is just darkness uh it's very strange uh, i really liked it it's you i think you said during while we were watching it that it was kind of like watching a play mm-hmm. um but so he falls asleep when he wakes up what happens
1: well he continues to look for the guy who owns this castle a lot and he stumbles upon this dead deer <laughs> just laying there yep and he's like oh dear and then he looks up
0: <laughs> does he say oh dear
1: <laughs> i i wish he looks up and he's like ah yes some roses how lovely and he picks one, and the beast comes out of nowhere and is like, how dare you disrespect my household?
0: Oh, but he had heard, like, growling, and, and there's, like, this weird, like, like sound that, like, this sort of, like, distressed animal sound that he hears, every, that he hears, and that was what sort of kind of propels him out of the room first. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the beast is not happy that he took the rose.
1: My main issue with that is that it's not, nothing ever says like, don't take the rose. I know. It's just like, oh, now you're dead.
0: (laughs) The beast is like, you took the one thing that I find beautiful around here. And well, I guess I got to kill you. And he mentions, he's like, oh, my poor daughters. And that's when the beast is like, if you can, if you, if I let you go, you send back one of your daughters in your place, then you, you can go.
1: And he's like, gay, okay, gotta go like, get my daughter. And that's
0: what's interesting. So this is where like Disney changed. Disney changed this in order to make it more dramatically interesting by having like Belle plead to the beast to let her father go. But in this, it's more like what the original book was, which is he lets the old man go, and the old man goes home and he's like, Whew, get this. And that's when Belle is like, I guess I gotta go. <laughs> like I guess I got to go in your place. And so this is our first hint that this isn't this isn't some sort of like des- the beast needs a person there now. But the deal is made not because it's um not because it's a deal so much as like you have like, because Bell could have said, "I'm not going to go," and everyone could have been like, "I'm not going to go," and for all we know, like they could have just lived happily ever after or whatever. But a pact has been made in the fairy realm, mm-hmm. and that now you are compelled to obey it is what what I sort of gather from. This. Yeah, you you you're you're given all these hints that the Beast's castle doesn't really exist in our world
1: because no one can ever find it
0: yeah it's only the people who are led to it can find this thing he wasn't a prince of this land he's a prince of something maybe we find out later on but we'll get to our theory mm-hmm. at the end of this so bell goes mm-hmm.
1: well first the guy come the dad comes back and he's like we'll get this um and the sisters are like <laughs> nope <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> have fun dying goodbye and Bell's like I'll go and they're like bell stop being a brat yeah and she's like oh okay i guess i won't go and then she sneaks out at night gets yeah. the magic horse we yeah. have we forgot the magic horse yeah the
0: horse uh does he ride the horse back to the house yeah, yeah. she she gets on the horse there's magic words with the horse i can't remember what they and are they, they do
1: take me where i want to go you know where i want to go
0: something and the horse is like okay and takes her
1: sentient horse yes that's a D race
0: oh well, this is not a and d story. I mean, it could be. <laughs> kind of. There's things you could do, things you could pull off in this. Um, so Belle gets there, and you kind of have this. It kind of plays out a little bit like this. But what I love is that the Beast is like, oh, you're here. Well, uh, every night I'm going to ask you to marry me. <laughs> and she's like, I'll say no. And he's like, all right. Also, you rule this place now. You're the master. You're my master. Anyone will do whatever you want, and I'll do whatever you say. And all right, I guess you're here forever now. <laughs> and yep, that's kind of it. Like, she's like, all right, I guess I get whatever i want
1: she gets some nice dresses mm-hmm. and a cool necklace yeah what is that what's so special about this necklace father
0: i don't know what is so special about the necklace
1: no one else could wear it except for her yeah
0: this is taken directly from the original story uh anything the 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 bell gets from this castle is hers and hers alone you know she every night she eats and every night she waits for the beast to show up
1: sometimes he doesn't
0: yeah and it's this part is very quiet, like her time in the castle. Like she doesn't have anyone to talk to, and the whole mo- the, the movie is very silent at times. Like mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot of dialogue. She kind of starts becoming part of this world, yeah. Um, and she starts longing for the beast to be there. Uh, she gets, well, I mean,
1: anyone wouldn't after being alone for that long. Yeah,
0: the, they don't have a whole lot of conversations,
1: Mm-mm.
0: but it's not like it's not like Jane Eyre like he's not like he doesn't sit there and just like rail on and on about how horrible his life is and this sort of supports to me our theory about what is actually happening with bell here uh this isn't your sort of obnoxious oh she's just she just likes the beast because he's captured like there's more magic going on here mm-hmm. than and a a breaking of barriers and a a transgression uh between worlds you can
1: see it in her face as the movie progresses as well yeah i don't know it's just like throughout the entire movie her face gets more and more like ethereal yeah
0: yeah this this real like vague serenity comes over her while Mm -hmm. she's here um but uh there is a magic mirror that allows you to see wherever you want to see and that's where and and we're never given any hint, hint that she needs to break any kind of spell or help him like become human again. There's none of that. She is simply a captive in this castle with this guy who's a beast. He's a and and he's a little Chewbacca-y. Uh He looks like
1: a giant cat. He looks like Hermione Granger when she was turned into a cat in the movie. That's
0: right. Yeah. Uh, it's very feline. A very feline beast. Uh, like a lion. Yeah. Um. But he's not like he's not like huge and hulking. He's about the size of a well-built guy Mm -hmm. um he's just kind of weird looking and he has furry hands and a furry face and
1: i mean it could just be that genetic mutation
0: yeah the one the like the royal family had Mm -hmm. from wherever where they all had furry faces like that's kind of what he looks like but he is like kind of sad and every once in a while he shows up and his fingers are smoking (laughs) Yup. and do we know why
1: um it says at the beginning of the movie that when a like a a demon or something slays an innocent under the guise of a or when they make eye contact with the woman yeah their fingers will smoke and they'll feel unquenchable says, uh, shame
0: so that children believe the hands of a human beast will smoke when he slays a victim and this will cause him shame when a young maiden takes up residence in his home it's funny the, like the, how short this intro is that's a big chunk of it right there the whole smoking fingers um uh, and you see the smoking fingers like periodically throughout and that's where we're like oh he must have just killed he must just killed himself some food i guess yeah um
1: <laughs> yep
0: but that seems to be more of the shameful thing than his looks. Mm-hmm. The fact that he is a beast. And yeah, you were talking about. She comes across him drinking water at one point.
1: He's drinking water like a dog.
0: Yeah, he's like on all fours. Like at the at the. There's something. This isn't. This isn't so much like I was a young prince and then I was turned into a beast and now I'm ashamed of my appearance and I've forgotten what it's like to be human. This is like. This is another animal. Like he's something else entirely um it's very alien it's very strange yeah um he looks
1: like
0: the cowardly lion <laughs> he looks like the cowardly lion he's not as big as the cowardly lion no uh again he just looks like a guy with a with a wrong face um <laughs> uh, sorry we're, we're sort of also uh, this isn't made entirely clear in the movie because it's a little vague but i guess the idea is that when the doors open and close and stuff there are invisible servants uh, and I had to, like, sort of read about this, is the the implication is supposed to be that there are actually invisible entities doing stuff around the Is that castle. why
1: that thing moved the, in the beginning when she went into her room, the bed moved?
0: Yes. Yes. You're led to believe that there are invisible servants just doing the beast's bidding. I just
1: assumed everything was sentient.
0: Yeah. <laughs> a sentient bedspread. That's creepy. Um, there's a great part where she faints and he picks her up and carries her into the bedroom and... When he walks through the doorway, she is. that's when she is now dressed. It's like this liminal space, the doorway. When she crosses the threshold, she is now of the world. Mm-hmm. But she can see that her father is also sick.
1: And she's like, hey, Beast. Yeah. Will you send me home so I can go look after my sick father? And he's like, I'll think about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, he says yes.
1: Because mm-hmm. he has to.
0: Yeah because she's in charge yeah and so she takes the horse and no she
1: doesn't she takes the glove
0: <gasps> right so tell us about the glove
1: so he has this glove yeah and he's wearing it all the time which means technically he could just teleport anywhere he wants to right um so why he didn't just teleport
0: with her <laughs> there are rules i guess
1: yeah but so she takes this glove and she's like i want to go home and the glove's like yo that's great let's take you there now
0: and there is this wild shot of her appearing in the house where she, like, kind of unfolds out of the wall. It's, like, it's unsettling and beautiful. And she, like, kind of, like, blooms like a flower out of this hole in the wall. And suddenly she's, like, in her house again. You never see that effect happen again, but it's kind of cool.
1: It is. It's really dope.
0: Um, um, oh, and he gives her?
1: The uh, The key to his heart um <laughs> no, i mean work. technically
0: yeah it's key to uh a...
1: his most valued treasure
0: yeah and you think it's going to be like a metaphor or something but it actually is like this kind of his treasure yeah yeah it's like a room that you, again kind of in a, like a glass like,
1: like a greenhouse
0: yeah and uh but he's like why does he give it to her
1: because he wants her to come back he's like i'm putting so much trust in you right now
0: mm, i'm that's giving what it you
1: is. this is my this is the proof of my trust and she's like, sweet, thanks, got a blast. Yep.
0: Um, and it's kind of it's kind of a neat thing where he's like, it's not you have to come back or I'll die. It's I just want you to know that if you don't come back, I will die. <laughs> but also, I trust that you're going to come back. And, and in order to, to show that I trust you, here's like this very important thing to me. There's something I mean, yes, it's 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 manipulative from a human perspective, but from a fairy tale and a fairy perspective, there is like a there's a magic in that bond. Yeah, like, there is a magic transfer of, of trust in this. And we keep talking about fairy. We'll get to that.
1: Well, we're about to get to it because um, when she gets into her father's room and starts crying what happens
0: her tears turn into diamonds yep and it's like a, uh, oh, oh, oh and then when she tries to uh, give the necklace to her sister it turns into something like stinky rope um she's enchanted mm-hmm. in a way um but her sisters and the brother and the avenel the beautiful guy who wants her trick her sort of into staying kind of yeah, because
1: the sisters are like, we want you to stay, and she's like, okay. And
0: they cut up onions to make themselves cry. Like,
1: um, but like she figures it out like two minutes later, and then goes back.
0: <laughs> the brothers are like, she's under. She's been, the sisters are like, she's been bewitched, and the brothers are like, well, what can we do? And the sisters are like, you got to kill that beast, um, and that'll break the spell. So they steal the horse.
1: No, they steal the key.
0: But then they take the horse. Yeah, yeah, they steal the key out of her room because they're like, this is
1: she told them the story why Uh, she told them the story
0: (laughs) yeah you got me yeah and there's this really cool moment where she's laying on her bed she's looking at the magic mirror because she has the magic mirror because the horse it
1: shows what your heart desires it shows her where like what her heart wants to see
0: and she sees the beast in it Uh, she also the the sister takes a look in it at one point and just sees an ugly old lady
1: an ugly old her
0: um and both of them do yeah because like that's what they are they're ugly inside so she's like, oh, my gosh, I got to go back to this beast. He's not doing so hot. Um, and there's this awesome thing, though. She uses the glove to go back. She uses the glove to go back. She's like, woof, disappears. And then she's like, wait, where's my key? Zoop, comes back to the bedroom. And I was like, oh, OK, I yeah, guess you can just do that. It really is just this glove. You can use whenever you want.
1: That sounds like a D&D item. Are it, we sure this isn't just a D&D, D&D session? <laughs> the
0: original D&D campaign. <laughs> um, she can't find the key. She goes back. She finds the beast. And he is dying, dying on the ground.
1: And she is cradling him mm-hmm. and then cut back to the other people.
0: And what are they doing?
1: Well, the sister stayed back. Yeah. The guy and the brother are riding this horse and he's like, you know what we should do before we kill this beast? Steal all of his stuff. <laughs> yeah. And the brother's like, no. <laughs> and the guy's like, yes. And so they go find this place. Yeah. And they start climbing instead of using the door.
0: <laughs> Why don't they go in the doorway?
1: They're like... It's too easy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. They're like, we got to... Instead of using the key to go in the door, we're going to climb up onto it and come down from the top.
1: No reason to have this key then, huh? I'm assuming that if you used the key in the door, the traps would be disarmed.
0: Yeah, or something. Well, they look down through the greenhouse roof and they see all the treasures.
1: I I like to think that the treasure wasn't real. It was just what they wanted to see.
0: Or something, because they lower... Uh, the brother lowers Avenal down into yeah. the thing. And who's in the thing?
1: The arrow man.
0: No, the statue of Diana.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: Statue, there's a statue of Diana the hunter. She
1: turns people into
0: beasts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> he gets shot by Diana's arrow. Mm-hmm. The statue shoots him. He falls and...
1: Gets turned into a beast.
0: And then at that exact moment, the beast... Turns into a man. doesn't just turn into a man. turns into... Him okay and then we have this crazy ending which i love because the beast is like don't i look great now and she's like uh she's like where's the beast where's my beast and he's like no but i look pretty good now right and she's like i guess because he kind of looks like the scumbag from back home and he's like don't worry about it <laughs> by the way I, we can fly now <laughs> She's like, what? He's like, yeah, check it out. And he takes her hand and they fly into the sky. <laughs> and he's all like, let's go have some adventures. And she's like, all right. And they fly away like at the end of Greece. <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. They fly away. Like the, a rocket ship. Like go, go Like right up into the air. The beast takes Belle's hand and he's like, let's go. Let's go, baby. And she's like, I... A, you were sexier when you were the Beast. B, all right. (laughs) And that's the story. And I think that's the coolest ending.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How can we make this movie a real crowd pleaser? Why don't we have them take off like a rocket at the end of the movie? (laughs)
0: jean Cocteau did say that he wanted the end. He wanted people to be disappointed when the Beast turned back into a dude. He's like, that was his goal. And he got it, apparently. People in the audiences were like, what? Boo, no. Um, Let's talk about... A couple of themes uh i do want to touch a little bit on uh because this is kind of a little bit the obvious one the gay subtext Mm -hmm. uh where is it
1: the brother and avenel
0: yeah uh those dudes were into each other oh yeah (laughs) Uh, a little more than a little more than a little
1: it was it was like it was like (laughs) (laughs) shakespearean
0: these were these were very good friends who were a little more than friends Mm -hmm. and i don't think that's i don't think that was john Cocteau. I don't think that was accidental. No, God. <laughs> There's something going on with those with those two guys. And not in like a kind of way, but like they just seem very comfortable with each other. And I don't think that he was into Belle really. I think he was We're playing these parts because we're in a small town and I'm the handsome guy and I guess I'm supposed to like
1: Woo, the beautiful lady.
0: Yeah. But Where were
1: all the other men?
0: <laughs> but you know how like Disney made a big deal out of like lefou is gay for gaston in our new beauty and the beast movie Mm -hmm. and people are like what's up with gaston i'm like in this movie they're like no like Avanal's gay like he's and he's into Belle's brother and that's kind of just like the situation but he's forced into this like societal role because when they go off to have an adventure at the end the brother and like that's what they want to do they want to like break into that's why they
1: immediately were just like yeah let's just forget about Belle." yep <laughs> let's go find this cool treasure
0: yep that's not her let's have our own movie let's do i want own. a movie about them yeah like breaking into like magical vaults
1: or like or like now the brother has to figure out how to get him back to being man
0: he's now a dead beast <laughs> um brave
1: just a, like a, a a bank bank robbery movie about them
0: right <laughs> um no they were they were charming this whole movie is strange and charming in its own weird way uh mm-hmm. but the big thing the big thing the big thing is it has it hasn't been since the movie Mama I guess was Mama the last of our was that our last of our fairy tale trilogy our fairies trilogy well yeah yeah, because we watched uh, *The Orphanage*, *Don't Be Afraid of the Dark*, and *Mama*, and that formed our like rough trilogy of fairy tale movies. Yeah. Or, well, <laughs> then
1: there was like *Hellboy* and stuff.
0: Right, but like the world of fairy, like, yeah. and *Hellboy* and *Hellboy* two were kind of like the the ba- the boundary breaker. But the movies that we all said that like Game really wanted to tell were these movies about human beings interacting with this world, uh, *Blackwood's Guide*, and all that. Like, what happens when we when we transgress on their territory and we become uh, w- and we fall victim to their laws and their rules. And oh boy, what was La Bella LaBette about? <laughs> kind of that. Mm-hmm. Why w- The Beast sort of gives a vague reason why he's a beast in this movie. Well, we'll-
1: yeah, because his parents his parents were like, we don't believe in fairies.
0: Yeah, he basically, they basically just says, because oh, my parents didn't believe in this world or whatever, and so I got turned into a beast to punish them, which is that Gamble Del Toro, like the punishment of the parents will always be meted out to the children. But... He never really says where he's from. Nope. And all we know is that he was turned into this creature. We
1: don't even know if he was turned into this creature.
0: Right, right, right. If he was just born this creature. um, Yeah, it's it's all very vague. Where are
1: his parents? Right. Why are there disembodied hands everywhere?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It says, uh, his parents did not believe in spirits. And in revenge, the spirits turned him into the beast.
1: They're just fairies. They're fairies.
0: But that's what's so crazy is I don't know if the beast was ever human. Mm -hmm. We're never told the beast was a human prince. He could have been a fairy who was turned into a beast by the spirits, whatever the spirits are.
1: Or by Diana.
0: He could have been a brownie. He could have been anything. What's with Diana? What's with the statue of Diana? What does she have to do with all this? Because
1: this is going to go down some Greek slash Roman from mythology, so get ready. Diana has shown the capability of turning men into animals. Okay. Um, we see that when I can't remember his name, but he sees Artemis bathing, and she's like, Uh, you're a deer now. Have fun getting ripped apart by your own hounds. Yeah. And so, like, my thing is, what did he do?
0: He didn't do anything. Apparently, it was his parents who did something. But we
1: never see his parents. We never see a portrait of his parents.
0: But why the statue of Diana as well? Like, what's with Diana's Well, little, like but
1: Diana's statue turned the other guy into a beast.
0: Right. Did So was she the spirit the parents didn't believe in? Was she like, did they like somehow defy Diana? And Diana was like, all right, I'll turn your baby into a monster. Like, was that what happened? But again, we don't know. He turns into Avenon at the end. Mm-hmm. He doesn't turn back into whoever he was. No. Nope. He turns into something else. Like he takes.
1: It's like transference. Yeah. Transference of the curse.
0: Right. Avenol turns into him. And is presumably dead. And he turns into Avenal, but...
1: What happened to the brother?
0: <laughs> and what happened to who? whatever he was before? Like, was he a creature? Was he another mythological being? Maybe
1: he was the twin brother of Avenal.
0: And we have all this, and we are told in this movie that time works differently... In the beast world, than it does in our world. Mm -hmm. Like the amount of time that has passed for Belle is not the amount of time that's passed for everybody. Also,
1: there's a magical horse,
0: which is but that is that is the fairy realm. Like in the world of fairy, that is exactly what happens. Also, there's a lot to do with food in this. When you eat something in the fairy realm, you're bound to that realm. It's Uh, like
1: um the pale man. Oh, the pale man.
0: Yes, yes. It's that whole thing all over again. Where if you eat food in that world. You now have to follow its rules and that is exactly what happens in this. Like Persephone and the pomegranate. Exactly. It's very much that because when Bell's father returns home, he doesn't have to tell them all about this. They don't have to obey this rule theoretically, but they do have to fulfill this. Because this he's act. eaten now. He's eaten. They're now part of this world. They're now bound to these laws, these strange fairy laws. As soon
1: laws. as you see it, you're there.
0: Right. And remember what happened with in like the movie Mama, where like one of the children had to like go away with her. Uh, we don't understand why, but it's not for us to understand why. And the whole thing with uh, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. Mm-hmm. You make this bizarre, why the teeth? We don't really know. It's not It's not for us to understand why, but we do have to follow the rules now. And like you said, Belle becomes...
1: Something else. <laughs> basically
0: a fairy queen at mm-hmm. the end of this movie. She's pretty dope. I cannot not not believe that that's in- not intentional.
1: Yeah the The lighting changes. Her makeup mm-hmm. changes. Like they are showing that she is becoming something else in this movie.
0: Yeah, and that is another like nail in the coffin of why uh, Guillermo del Toro loves this movie. I could be completely off base. I could ask him about it one day, maybe, and he'd be like, "I don't know what you're talking about." But it's so otherworldly. It's just. It's so.
1: What is this horse?
0: <laughs> why are you so hung up on the horse?
1: Okay because it's a horse what is what is it because it's not just a horse nothing in this world is just anything the bed isn't just a bed
0: do you think that like it was once something else yes
1: or it is something else because there's no way that a horse if it has magic words spoken to it is going to be like yeah okay i'll go take you wherever you want to (laughs) go it's like it's there's something else about this horse this horse this horse it has the same feel that she does later in the movie. This like fairy feel. Why is this the only other living creature on this yeah, in this castle? Like
0: the, the only like like mammalian fleshy thing that's mm-hmm. not like of an arm sticking out of a wall. Yeah. Uh I don't know. I don't know. What happened
1: to the other horse?
0: <laughs> Was the horse turned into this horse? We don't know. Uh I
1: want a movie just about the horse. It's like the horse from um Bravest Warriors. The horse that figured out the meaning of life, the meaning of everything. Oh, that's right,
0: right, right. Uh sentient was, horse. Yeah, he saw, he saw like the truth, and he was so he was he pretty he exists in a state of perpetual like being blown away. Uh you think he's dead at first and you realize he's just his mind is blown. Um but it is that. Like, and I guess like there is such thing as fairy horses, like fairy horses do exist. In... What
1: if it's secretly a unicorn?
0: <laughs> the saddest <laughs> unicorn. <laughs> guess what guess what i lost um del toro did say it is one of the most magical films ever made one that truly is in love with the sublime sophisticated freudian quality that a fairy tale really has um and it is it is a little freudian like just the the sexual imagery in this movie is uh, a little off the chain if you're looking for it a little bonkers but uh But I think it goes beyond that. I don't think it's just that it's an adult fairy tale. I think it's because it it takes the core concept of the fairy tale and adds fairy back into it. Yeah. Like, adds the creepy mysteriousness of this
1: it. isn't your world anymore
0: right but without it going all dark yeah being like, yeah this is we're, we're making fairy tales dark again it's not that edgiest you of could watch edge. this with a child and they would be like all right it's beauty and the beast mm-hmm. i mean it's it's a little creepy in places that castle gets a little a little wiggity weird at times but uh it's not like scary i
1: don't know the beast is pretty scary
0: he's pretty creepy pretty creepy um, looking but you like him i mean uh again everyone he bounds
1: off into the distance at one point while they're mid-conversation that's right <laughs> see ya uh
0: jean marais does a great job as the beast josette day does a great job as Belle. yeah
1: she's great
0: she's a lot with her sort of, face just like looking
1: mm-hmm. you there's just there you get so much mm-hmm. from her like reactions to things
0: yeah uh marcel angre as her father is perfect everyone's great everyone does a great job the
1: stepsister or the sisters they're not likable at all
0: yep <laughs> they are they are as wicked as you want them to be they are
1: they are worse than cinderella's stepsisters
0: does anything happen to them in the end no no they just
1: nothing happens to them they don't get <laughs> retribu- they nothing happens to them
0: and this is not one of those movies that like was a failure when it first came out and then its greatness was discovered later this movie was a hit right off the bat people were like this is great this is an instant classic we everyone everyone loves it everyone loves it everyone loves it everyone loved it it was it's great it was immediately accepted as uh as as the 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 modern classic it became it's been paid tribute to many many times um philip glass composed an opera of it which isn't just an opera of it it actually is an opera designed that was recorded to line up exactly with the movie so actually and if you get the criterion edition of this, you can watch it with the opera played along with it. So like it is it is a perfectly timed piece of piece of theater to go along with the movie. That's dope. Um, it gets referenced in everything. I mean, not the least of which being Beauty and the Beast, Disney's Beauty and the Beast, which took like the mysterious magical quality of the castle and and anthropomorphized it, made it talking like characters. the
1: dog. The dog that's a footstool.
0: Right, right. That poor dog. <laughs> But it's it's everywhere. This movie influenced everyone. Like you You
1: see you see the Mrs. Potts in it because there's a scene in the beginning where the hand takes the teapot oh, and right, pours right. it into his cup.
0: The whole be our guest scene in Disney is a sort of an expansion of uh, both when the father and when Belle arrive and sit down at that table the first time, and the castle treats them the, table as a guest. A lot smaller, the table is a lot smaller though. Um, table is a lot smaller.
1: Well, it's I mean it's made for like one person.
0: Well, yeah, because only one person's ever going to come to this place, I guess. Again, we don't really know a whole lot about like the history of this castle or the history of the beast or anything. Why
1: was there a table of food set up for the father?
0: Because <laughs> it's the fairy world, and they're always ready for a visitor.
1: Don't eat. From the fairy world unless you want to live there forever <laughs>
0: yeah, so of course i mean naturally i think both of us recommend this movie yeah it is it's great this is a heavy recommend if you haven't seen uh la Belle, labette go out get the criterion edition it's a beautifully restored edition um the, the image is crisp uh it's it's there's a lot of close-ups of faces just a lot of close-ups of scenery uh, jean cocteau didn't want to hide this movie behind like the gauzy imaginary sort of vagueness of fairy tales he shows you everything in in sharp contrast and uh the 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 blacks are black and the whites are whites it's a just a gorgeous film
1: i want her bed
0: her like her like sumptuous bed the The bed in the castle yeah
1: yeah it looks really comfortable
0: i want her mastery over all reality (laughs) um if you get two types of people two types (laughs) of people (laughs) If you get it, there's uh you can you can listen to Philip Glass's offer as an alternate soundtrack. Um, there's all kinds of features and featurettes uh uh, included on it's just if you get the criterion edition, it's just jam-packed with cool stuff. It's great.
1: I hope that father disowned those two sisters. I'm
0: sure he did. In the original story. Uh what's funny is it it credits um in the beginning it says based on Beauty and the Beast. Uh, by Jean-Marie Le Prince de Beaumont, who many people credit. They're they're like, oh yeah, Beauty and the Beast by Beaumont. Beauty and the Beast by Beaumont. That's who wrote uh, Beauty and the Beast. However, uh, what people fail to mention is that Beauty and the Beast was not originally written by uh, uh, Jean-Marie Beaumont. It was written by Gabrielle-Suzanne Barbeau de Villeneuve as an incredibly, 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 incredibly long story that uh, if you go to Tor.com, they did this whole like fairy tale reread, oh, uh, God! <laughs> which is I highly recommend going to Tor.com and and checking out all their rereads of, of the fairy tales and fairy tale adaptations. You don't ever need to read. Beauty don't and the Beast. read the original book. All you Just need don't. to do is read Tor.com's uh, summation of it. because, And they say in the in the in the review, they're like. This is going to sound interesting enough to read. Don't read it, but uh, it's, it's it's long. You don't need to bother, but she doesn't, uh, uh, Villeneuve never gets the credit she deserves. She created this story based on based on older stories. Beaumont always gets all the credit for writing Beauty and the Beast. What Beaumont did is stole that novel and shortened it to a more readable version uh, that's actually closer to what we think of as Beauty and the Beast to this movie, but there's like seven brothers and sisters. There's a lot more characters. Um, uh, and we you know we're, we're closing on to the end of the episode here but those were two books about a woman's position in society uh, no about, good choices about how women had no good choices How you had to just sort of like make the best of the crappy hand you're given whether or not you were you were you were from money whether or not you were high in society or the lowest of the low all you had was bad choices and that's kind of what beauty and the beast was about it was about how this woman had to make the best choices she could and she chose the beast and they all ended up working out for her but how that's just that was a woman's lot in life and uh in both the books both versions of it kind of deal with that theme jean cocteau sort of eschewed that theme and made it more about the sub the sublime fairy world mm-hmm. and like and like this like sort of like good woman and how like she kind of got everything she wanted because she was nice she was nice and decent and did the decent thing uh and how the the wicked got what they deserved but uh, they didn't though <laughs> We don't know. Maybe they flew up into the sky and then landed feet first on the sisters and then bounced back <laughs> up into the sky.
1: No, I like to think that the father was like, I have these diamonds now. Get out. Oh, yeah. She
0: <laughs> cried the diamond tears into his hand. He's he's a doing okay.
1: I hope he's doing okay and that the sisters are doing just as poorly as they were.
0: Yeah, because their lives deserve to suck. Um, <laughs> but that's it. That's Beauty and the Beast from uh, 1946. Uh, hearty recommend. Pick up a copy of it. You could do a lot worse than It's only an hour and a half long, too. Yeah. It's like it's a it's a nice It's better than The Raven. It's better than The Raven. On Actually,
1: a, yeah, it's better than The Raven. On a
0: scale of But you know what? One day I want I might be in interested in watching The Raven again. I I might not be When interested. I'm
1: really sad.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it just need a I need a quick pick-me-up. Our next movie in The Ecstasy of Influence is Dragonwick. Uh 1946's Dragonwick. Uh I don't know anything about Dragonwick uh except that it has Vincent Price in it. And I'm looking forward to seeing a movie with Vincent Price. Uh this is back when Vincent Price was more of a sexyman and not so much a Edward Scissorhand's father. <laughs> uh so so Dragonwick coming up coming up next. Uh you have anything else to say? No. Alright, well, I'm Phil. And I'm Ollie. And we'll see you when it's,
1: it's del, del Toro time. time.
0: Vince, right.